Welcome back to Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. I'm Barbara McGinnis. In today's episode, we're talking about advanced directives. What are they? Who needs it? What do you do with it after you have one? How do you make sure the right people have a copy? And I'm Tim Takis. And in this segment, we are talking with Jackson Boyd, who is a lieutenant and paramedic with the Sumner County Emergency Management System, EMS, right? Yes. Thank you for being with us, Lieutenant Boyd. Yeah, thank Welcome. you for having me. Okay, when EMS, and I know a lot of people think about this, okay, well, I've, I've, got a, I've got a healthcare power of attorney, I have an advanced directive, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm, I'm in an automobile accident and EMS arrives, and of course, it's not out there. Yeah. So what do you do? Uh, what, what, are your, what do your folks do? Yeah, first thing we want to make sure of is uh, scene safety. Uh, once the scene is safe, then we can obviously move in and take care of the situation. Um, but mainly, um, you know, with the being in a car accident, um, those sometimes people don't have those advanced directives of the DNR with them. Um, so we kind of go over uh, basically uh, just taking care of that patient, uh, making sure that we provide that excellent care for them. So, gotcha. All right, so speaking of DNRs, if someone is a DNR, what's the best way to make sure that EMS staff would be aware of that? And there is another form that, in, in addition to an advanced directive or a healthcare power of attorney, a post form, right? right? Is yeah. that something that you guys look for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, first what's, and foremost. What's the post form? The, the post form I, it would be more the, the DNR form, that was what we call it. Okay. Uh, it's a Tennessee state form um, that uh, you can print off and obviously speak with your physician about that. Uh, but the DNR form basically states, you know, do not resuscitate or to resuscitate, uh, it's all on their wishes uh, or the power of attorneys of wishes, you know. Uh, but there's different options on there. Uh, mm -hmm. You can go from uh, limited interventions, uh, limited added inter interventions or comfort measures only. Um, so with the limited, you know, added interventions, you can have antibiotics, IV fluids, uh, things like that. Uh, and it really gives a really good explanation on that form uh, in order for you to be able to, for us, you know, as EMS providers to kind of move forward with that. Um, I mean, advanced directors are just that. Um, so uh, we, we try to you know, obviously honor that as best we can. Right, and, and now we're really not talking about an automobile accident where, yeah. the, where the individual is non-responsive and we all know or probably agree that you're going to do whatever you need to do because yeah. you don't know. Absolutely, yeah. The first but, thing we want to make sure is that we take care of them, for right. sure. But let's say you are, um, uh, let, let's say you have a DNR or you have a post form. Mm -hmm. um, uh, where do you where should where should the person the patient keep that form? Probably the best place you can find it. Uh, many times we show up, um, we've been told like somebody's hey, house, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. if we're in someone's house, uh, we've been told, oh, we have a DNR form. I've got to see it. You know, the first thing is we have to see that form. Um, so the best place to keep it uh, is either one behind the bedpost, um, or on the refrigerator, mm -hmm. uh, or in a stack of papers where you eventually can find it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but we want to make sure that you have that form uh, and it's easily accessible. Um, so knowing where it's at is you know, half the battle, uh, yeah. pretty much. Because we have a lot of clients that ask, well, I'm supposed to keep all these important papers yes. in the safe deposit box at the yeah. bank, yeah. right? Yeah. And, that, and that's a terrible place to keep an advanced directive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, bank receipts and things like that, yeah, keep them in the box. But your <laughs> DNR form uh, for EMS, we, we definitely need to have that. Okay. So. Anything else that we could do to make, uh, to make your job easier, uh, first responders' job easier? And I think everyone should know how to do CPR. 
Uh, I think um, you know that the lay people that are out there that call 911, uh, you knowing how to do CPR, I mean, is absolutely vital uh, to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, if we're talking about DNR, it's just making sure that you have that form and, and making sure that you have that conversation with that family member and, and that loved one, um, picking out who that power of attorney is. Uh, deep thought, like you said earlier, uh, right. and, and definitely lots of prayers to, to make sure that you uh, get to that point uh, and that you pick that right person. Mm -hmm. um, um, but you know having that conversation with your family member and uh, having everything written out because the last thing you want to do you know when it comes down to it to the very end you don't want to be that person making that decision uh, for that person right. you would much rather have them make that decision on their own right. so mm -hmm. so it could be somebody with chronic illness mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily an emergency but right. you still get involved that's some people that probably are thinking about keeping their documents on, t on the front of the refrigerator yeah, kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, and, you know, like I said, just making sure that they have that document. Uh, each situation is different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with those that are, uh, you know, terminally ill, um, whether they be on hospice, uh, you know, hospice can kind of give us that direction uh, and, and, and how we need to kind of move forward with that. Yeah. You know, I've heard, a, and I'm trying to remember where I heard it, but just recently is is that you have a family member that calls because someone's going through respiratory failure mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and they have a DNR. Right. In other words, the, the patient has a DNR, and a family member calls, and an EMS shows up. Yeah. You know, now, what happens then? Because it sounds like to me is is that, okay, there's a DNR. You called us, mm -hmm. so you... Yeah, what do you want me to do? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. no, so, the, so what happens then? So like I said earlier, the uh, the DNR form, uh, it has different options for it. You can um, be listed as a DNR and not have CPR done, but those limited uh, added interventions, uh, we can kind of base our you know uh, treatment modalities off of that. Uh, you can have, uh, whether it be a CPAP or a BiPAP or um, you know medications uh, such as like an albuterol treatment or things of that nature, um, we can you know administer that administer that excuse me um, but not necessarily the endotracheal intubation gotcha. um, which mm -hmm. because know, that so, would be not yeah that would be not, absolutely not a, advanced gotcha uh, you know at that point um, mm -hmm. and that would probably be one of those things that t it's very hard to come off of yeah. uh, once you're once you're on it so if the person calls let's say you know the the loved one calls and says my husband's going through this even mm -hmm. though they have a DNR you know and then EMS shows up can the person I mean the loved one then say oh, maybe I, I changed my mind you mean as far as, uh, you know, they do want the CPR? Or they don't want the CPR want and they realize they called you by mistake. Yeah, um, I mean, if the, the DNR form is there, you know, we, we go we base we're off gonna go of it. We're going to go by that. Yeah, we're going to kind of go by that. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, again, each situation is different. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, you know, uh, if they're terminally ill uh, and we see things like that, um, you know, there's one thing that we can do. We can, uh, for lack of better words, phone a friend. Uh, we call it um, calling our medical direction, whether that be a phone call, call uh, or a radio report uh, to that local ER physician I kind of give them the situation and the whole ordeal that we've got um, yeah. going on um, and then oh, that's a good idea. you know yeah. talk with the medical physician you know there at the ER and say hey what would you like for us to do how can we move forward with this um, and they kind of give us our, that direction at that point um, mm -hmm. but the biggest thing is for us is to paint that picture of what we're looking at because you know they're they're not there we are and, and they're not right. um, so mm -hmm. we try to honor that as best we can though. Mm -hmm. Well, 
because there is an old saying that the the, the bull looks different when you're in the ring, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so, um, <laughs> and if the person is still able to speak for themselves, mm -hmm. they do have the right to change their mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if they <laughs> they can change their mind whenever they want to. They right. they have that right. So so it doesn't matter if the if the forms there or not, but they're having difficulty breathing. Yeah. And they can talk to you and say, "I've changed my mind. I want you to treat me." Yeah, yeah absolutely. I can't, I can't, do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, uh, at that point. So. So I think that's an important thing about advanced directives and, exactly. and documents that people know they can be revoked, they can be changed. Right. Once you put it in writing, it doesn't mean it's in stone forever right. mm -hmm. that, uh, that, that you can change your mind. Okay. What are medical IDs? D does Tennessee honor them for DNRs? So medical IDs are just that. They're just an identification. Um, so as far as like DNRs, we really don't accept you know a medical ID being a DNR. Is that like a um, bracelet or yeah, something? Yeah, it would be like a bracelet. Instead of a having watch. a tattoo or something on the back of your neck. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we can't see that on the back of the neck. Yeah. Um, but definitely the um, you know the medical IDs uh, are uh, you know just kind of advise us of out any allergies that they may have. Um, diabetes is one of the big ones that some people put on yeah. there, um, and uh, just any other type of you know really extensive medical uh, history that they have, gotcha. um, and some of them even have. You know their information on it. You know which okay. is which is great. More information is better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. During that during an emergency situation, you know our our main focus is trying to take care of them. Right. Um, and uh, okay. so. we're going to put your contact yeah. information up here. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So any any parting words? Got about ten seconds. Um, you know, hey, just uh, everyone needs to learn CPR. Um, and uh, you know, talk again. Talk with your loved one. Um, and 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 see what they would like first and foremost. Great. So. Hey. I know everybody's going to want to know this. Have you ever seen DNR tattooed on anybody? I have not yet. Okay. We, we joke right. about it, but we have yeah. not ever seen it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to be back after this break, and, and when we come back, we will have an emergency room physician, and we'll talk about what happens then and communicating advanced directives. Stay tuned.